Slam, Flu! But here we are in the biggest black country outside Africa. Yeah. And uh, this uh, means that if more than 50% of the population are black. When is the poem fit for a page? Do I grab you, reader? Will you play student and I'll play teacher just for a moment? Flupi is an originally favelas festival of books and of writers and of poetry and of uh, I love Flupi. I expect them this um, followed out the the walls, okay, uh, uh, bring us down. Um, uh, here in Brazil and uh, around the world, I think it's. Very important bringing another writers and another poetry uh, from here in Brazil, poets from here in Brazil. And Brazilian people uh, need this, and people around the world need no Brazilian poets too. In, the, in this moment, our political is very bad. Uh, we don't like our president. Our president is a fascist. I don't know how can I say fascist in English, but um, he wants um, black people die. He wants uh, poor people die. And uh, it's uh, very exhausting for uh, our people. And I, I think he, the festival, the floop, uh, bring us the comfort, bring us love. And the f yes, hope, yes, but the love, especially love. I think it's a festival about love. I think Roberta even said in her um, in the beginning in the opening speech about the festival becoming more radical yeah. and more radical even now this year. And I think it's of course these are political statements, and I think I think that's what Brazil also need now because there's this guy huh, on top yeah. who's yeah. like uh, doesn't like. He doesn't really like females, he doesn't really like black people, he doesn't like gay people, no, from white male, yeah, with guns. So I think celebrating all that he doesn't like is a very great and political statement and we should keep defining it because otherwise that gets lost, that gets lost, you know, and then we still have that, then we continue having that narrative that excludes so many people. So if not festivals like this happening to open up the narrative, to um, give voice to all those excluded, um, yeah, there will be a shitty world. So, yeah. The British Council in Brazil has been working with Floop, this festival, since uh, its very first beginning. Back in 2012, we have co-created a lot of work and uh, curatorial issues around their topics, so we have managed to bring a range of different artists from the United Kingdom uh, and the opportunity now to bring a touch from Scotland uh, through this slam um, was very much, I mean, it's, it's very much a, a, a delight. Do my words carry your eyes across the page like mother carries fetus? Can you feel my rage emanating from the black tinted ink? Do these words sink into your soul? Can you tell that I am woman severed black and white, not quite whole? Will this sound like another lustful ballad of oppression? No signs of navigation, only dim misdirection. Who was the same slam? Blue! 
Especially here in Brazil, they uh, don't listen. They don't listen uh, poor people. They don't listen black people. They don't feel empathy. You know uh, about our problems, about our questions, about the racism. And uh, when uh, Flupi uh, stay here in the museum, they don't uh, uh, don't. Uh, how can I say this? Uh, they they don't ignore. You know, the, uh, uh, they can't ignore. They can't ignore this, and uh, I, I feel cause uh, obligation in, in this to, to listen uh, everything you're talking about, especially the black feminism, especially about women says about the violence, and uh, they can't ignore this. The festival brings a, a, a platform of discussion around. I mean invisible voices and the peri peripheries from the big peripheries of uh, urban cities. Just here now uh, at museum, I think the more white people, more rich people, more tourists came here and see Flip um, and seeing Flup, and uh, I think it's necessarily true because uh, we talk for these people too. Uh, we talk about our problems, about uh, racism, about uh, fat phobia, about uh, everything we talk in here in Flup to these people. These people need listen this to yeah, uh, not only favelas, uh, people who live in favelas, but rich people needs hear this. And I think at museum people listen this, and I think. It's important too, but um, I think um, it's the perfect word. Uh, Floopy being uh, at museum and uh, being at favelas. And you question your position in the system. Will tears transcend paper and page to purchase art from what it's worth from whence it came? Can paper and ink create concave in the black white divide to the precipice where heart and soul intertwine? Would red ink be the contractual agreement in floods? And if so, would my blood ever be enough to build across the page? Você say Islam? Blue? Islam! Ask Since the first edition, we realize uh, how powerful is the spoken word. Uh, here we call spoken words of uh, Sarau. We have a powerful scene of spoken words of Sarau's in periphery. Uh, seat of God, uh, a lot of favelas with uh, uh, one specific Sarau. And in the first edition, we put all those uh, uh, spoken word scenes to talk each other. The Islam is the Islam is the my favorite part ever. I, I love Islam. I think the Islam is the the most important movement we have uh, today in the world. I think that Islam is just an excuse to get a bunch of good poets together. Oh, hi, my name is Laia. Hello, my name is uh, Lisette Maneza. 
My name is Precious Navidum. My name is Babs Holmes. My name is Mahogany L. Brown. I'm from Germany, so I'm staying in Germany. I'm located in Germany, but um, I'm originally from Namibia. I'm from Nigeria, and I live in Austria at the moment. I grew up in the Netherlands, where I still live, in Amsterdam. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, by way of Oakland, California. So I'm writing since I'm 11, and I'm writing poems since I'm 11, and I'm performing, um, yeah, maybe since I'm 20 years old, I'm performing and uh, singing and doing art on stages, and um, I'm doing, uh, I'm a performance artist, and, and um, I'm doing visual arts and, and poetry at all. I've been performing for over two and a half years now. And I have been performing for well, a long time actually, but I have been really caught up in organizing spoken word events. So my own performing uh, got to the background for a long time. Uh, and for the since 2014, I'm full-time performing as a... Um, as a um, independent artist because I mean I started performing because I had a collection of stuff and I didn't know what to do with them and so I had a chat with one of my English teachers from high school and she was like I think I know what you could do with them and she kind of introduced me to slam and then after the first performance I was like okay I like this and so since then I've been on stages pretty much. End of the 90s, I started with organizing um, stages in Holland, and I started doing that because of I had a need uh, to find stages where I would be comfortable, or you know, uh, and they weren't there, so that's why I started organizing. But it all came out of a, a love for writing and performing, and I think I've always been, well, always been writing. It started off with reading. I was always reading, 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 and then I started writing something as a child. Um, and I don't think I ever stopped writing. I just didn't do anything with it. I wanted to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> my heart, my lungs, my fingers, my thumbs. Can your ears hold the sound of my heart and my fears? Am I psychic, not fear? Prophecies and theories dissected like surgeon and patient. I am patient, I am patiently waiting without a room. We cry out for shelter and return like dead to the tomb. Seat in the section, insurrection soaked in insurgency. It was my first, first time ever for Slam because I'm, 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 I understand myself more than a spoken word poet, so I don't like this. I'm not used to this competition thing, so it's not, um, it's not what I made ever, ever before. And it's, uh, it was a real tough and interesting um, experience. The whole having to judge someone's art, because in the end, it's all subject, it's all like subjective. The reason I don't like slam so much is because it's a competition. I think um, it's such an intimate form of art where you share your own story, where you bear your soul, you open up and you, uh, you uh, show something of what's uh, going on inside of you or how you see the world. And um, so I kind of never, never went into the slam scene, but more in the performance scene. But I think this is just a way um, of 
uh, it's just a display of different people and their stories. And if it's in the form of slam, okay, let's do it like that, you know. In Austria, it's more like a competition, like everyone goes to win and you don't go to enjoy the performance. You just want, exact, you just want the praise that comes mm -hmm. with it. So you don't, you're not supporting anyone else that's there. You could come with your best friend and you, you just end up being rivals just for those five minutes you're on stage. For this audience who has no idea, like how do you score a poem? You don't. Right, you, it's impossible for you to put a number to it. What we're asking you to do is put a number to your feeling about it. That's it. And and yeah, you know, to tell you the truth, I can say I'm not slamming, and then they call you from Rio. You say you want to come to Rio and slam. Who am I to say no? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I will be. Um, so I, I love the the community. Um, the people that they brought were really lovely, and everyone really applauded each other and supported each other and I think that that's really what it's about. And also I think slam here has in Brazil is different than the slam I know. It's like a little bit more urgency, more relevancy. This is my first time in Brazil so it was a, it was a bit of a, an eye-opening experience. Um, I wasn't aware that uh, Poetry slams affected other communities in this way. I think our last evening we had over a thousand people just for the poetry. So it was really, really uh, inspiring to see that, especially coming from the state. You do your thing and you enjoy it and everyone kind of already understands and it's so relatable here. And it's all super open. Like everyone's pushing you to go on stage. Everyone's pushing you to be like your the best version of yourself and to have this um, on point energy so i saw people who were on the time was over and said bum, bum, and then they were left at the stage you know so it's uh, it, it, it was very fast so and, and it, i like this i like this energy of being very concentrated and be on point i'm gonna have to work on my performance i think is here <laughs> uh, these people have so much energy and i feel like it's accepted like everyone wants to get that energy out of you. Whereas in Austria, people are just sitting there and like just clapping as though they were in an opera house or something. Uh -huh. And so you feel like, oh, I'm not allowed to be loud. I'm not allowed to say this. I'm not allowed to do this with my body. And now I feel like, why not? Because yeah. no one's going to come up to me and be like, um, I liked your poem, but you were kind of loud in this bit. Like, if you don't like it, then leave. <laughs> Literally, like... I'm yeah. telling you, like, I've got this, this, I, w I don't know if it's like self-confidence, but it's like um, a different way of perceiving how I, like, stand on a stage or how I present myself to people. Is It's a lot different now. Like, I've learned a lot to just not care about what people think because in the end, it's just you and yourself. So I'm, I'm aware of the possibilities. i just never been out of the country, in Rio specifically, and seen it happen outside for free. It just was really invigorating. Take the tonic and sip it to redemption, rebirth, resurrection. Take me to the place where hair becomes curled and nose becomes white. Take me to the sphinx whose nose was cut off in spite. Taught not to bite the hand that feeds you, and greed is a deadly sin. Don't forget what the masters teach you. They point the finger, but the finger cannot reach you. Skin, they seek to bleach the melanin from the very heart of you, as if they want to make themselves part of you, like they've started you, like they imparted to you the knowledge.
last year, I think it was the first time uh, we had um, Floop had an all black lineup or brown and black lineup, no white people. Um, that was the first time, so it was really about negritude, they called it. And this year it's like black and female. I'm totally into, you know, just hosting women voices and marginalized voices, but I've never been to an all black woman poetry reading uh, slam before. So that was really, you know, that was the first time for me. There's this beautiful thing called sisterhood, I think, that really makes it a little easier to connect with everyone. Um, you also see it on the topics on the stage, uh, femininity, being female or identifying as female, um, and also, you know, sexism stuff. I think it's more addressed than last year. Um, and there's, I think there's something a little bit more organic, natural to connect. Because there's some things out of the way. And that is maybe um, some reluctancy you experience sometimes between males and females in the sense that um, it's a little bit more diffuse. diffuse. Um, I think this, this sisterhood is easier to connect with people. Yeah, definitely. a lot of focus on on those communities specifically in slam because you know the, the way patriarch the patriarchy works uh, you know you could have men talk about being a parent and he's applauded for being brave and then you have a woman talk about it and it's like mm, oh your mother poem and you're like hmm, okay but he's brave right yeah. so it's it's a it's a good moment to like even the playing field but for me I'm less interested in the slam portion and the competition and more interested in the camaraderie and the community. Um, there are not a lot of women slammers and there's definitely not a network where you take care of each other and you support each other um, and you lift each other up. So that, that is why I was really intrigued with the one in the States while it existed and now. And being here now, I was really interested in what community can look like. and how we applaud each other and how we lift each other up and the competition is a way to get us here together. The whole sense of community, like everyone just belongs to something greater. <laughs> this, the best thing was to listen to all these beautiful people, to, to, to really feel what they are doing, to learn, to, uh, yeah, to, to have this together thing, you know, we were we were one and we are so close to each other, although we are in different part of the world and we are as black people, black female people, we we can change the world with doing poetry and that was the best what I could learn from these few days here and I, I love it. To show just to 
really write down the different style and yeah, what I said, the different urgency of slam here in Brazil. But not only in Brazil, because I saw people from Nigeria, I saw people from Haiti, I saw people from um, Trinidad and a lot of people from the diaspora. And um, it's just wonderful to see that there's so many similarities, but also a lot of differences. Um, and it's just a rich display of storytelling. Yeah. I saw many poets from every part of the world and I, th I was thinking about it. I think um, our problem is the same in the all countries. And uh, I think the, the Islam is um, stay in the front of this and the, the Islam fight with this and Islam is hope about it and uh, about everything. I feel love when I saw Islam and I feel we can be everything we want to. And um, this is my second time at Floop. I came here last year and when I went back home after that week, I came back with a feeling of that I, that I finally spoke for a crowd that really understood me and it wasn't just like hey I'm here to give you my um, my life and my stories and you can have a look in it it was like they were having a look in it and they felt like it was their life too something like that yeah and people coming to me like you made me realize that people all over the world are struggling with the same pain with the same traumas with the same reality as we do right here and that's just so special. It's really, I really feel like this is my audience and I don't experience that often. It's like the connection over borders uh, is um, so much um, more intense. I mean, you can feel totally estranged in your own country or your own environment and then you travel all over the world or half over the world and then you meet many more like-minded people um, then back home and that's I think that's the goal of traveling to open up you know the book doesn't have one page there's a million and yeah I'm I'm totally in love with all these beautiful female black unapologetical poets and that's that's what I will never that I will never forget uh, and the audience realize in the same moment that poem was written for them because there is a kind of poems there is a kind of expression uh, that try to create this road my heart to your heart the feeling of just being seen and, and seeing your reflection that is what keeps me coming coming back to the stage that is what keeps me writing it's bigger than um, getting a 30, it's bigger than winning a slam. It's really about assuring that our legacy, our lineage, and our stories, um, they live beyond us. And while we are here to share those stories, that we are connecting with others so that we don't feel as isolated and as alone as the world um, makes it out to be. Black painted a 